Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey guys, good to be back. So today I want to talk about what my partners affectionately or or maybe not affectionately, but began to call Mike's hippie bullshit. And what Mike's hippie bullshit was, was really around the work that we did to build a very strong, high trust, very functional leadership team over, over a long time. And I think just before I get into it, I just want to talk a little bit about the concept of a high trust team, leadership team. So without a high trust team, I think it's almost impossible to build a great business. I think you can build a good business and I think you can build a successful business, but I'm not sure how much fun you'll have running that business and I'm not sure how, how enjoyable it'll be. And and I actually don't know if you can build a great business with with a without a high trust team. And the second part that I want to share is that, you know, over a lot of years and conversations with leaders, I think there's a perception that a high trust team is a is a is a nice thing to look at. And what I mean by that is that everyone's sort of high-fiving and decisions are made quickly and and it's all kind of slick and smooth sailing. And I mean, that's just absolutely not true from my experience. In fact, a high-trust team, I think, often looks more messy. There's more argument. There's more kind of going down rabbit holes. There's far more tension in the room. But there are two things that are critically important. One is that nothing is ever personal. It's the ideas that are being attacked, not the people. It is for the greater good of the business. And the other thing is that everyone's kind of pulling in the same direction. They're fighting together in the same direction for the greater good of the business and they bounce back very quickly. So the opposite of that is when things are getting personal and it's actually becoming about personal agendas and egos and that's just really an indicator that things need to change drastically or a split needs to happen. And the others is if you've got one set of leaders going in one direction and another in, in a completely different direction, again, that alignment has to be brought in or it's almost inevitable that that there's going to be some kind of a split. So what is Mike's hippie bullshit? So what sort of struck me really early when we were getting into these business operating systems and, and the business at the time back then was in a really, really bad state in every possible way is that we needed to figure out a way to kind of get to the nub of things and to be able to operate in a way that we weren't going to get in, like that we weren't going to get in the way, that like we weren't going to be the problem, but enough problems to deal with in the business. So I can't remember where I read it. Just over the years, I've just been big borrowing, stealing questions and exercises to build the container before we get into these quarterly offsite or annual offsite sessions. And it would start with things like, 
you know, quite simple. Like there's an amazing set of questions you can ask just if you haven't started this before, which is uh, how many siblings have you got? Where did you grow up? And what was a challenge you've overcome in your life? I think that comes out of Five Dysfunctions of a Team, which is a fantastic book, but I, I'm not sure. And, you know, just to share that particular one, I mean, I, I've been in the room with, with a team of leaders before that have worked together for 18 years. And when I came in to help them with some work, this was quite a while back, I asked that question and they'd been working together for 18 years. And just from that question, a whole lot of stuff came out that none of them knew each other, like about each other, that they'd never heard before. I've been in a room where people have been reduced to tears, happy tears, not bad tears, but through these questions. And that's not the intention is to reduce people to tears. But if we can start our strategizing sessions and our offsites and the time that we sort of carve out from the business to spend together as leaders with these containing builder exercises where we get to know each other, but get to know each other properly. I'm not talking about like just having beers and, and talking smack, which is totally fine. That's part of the whole process. But I mean, like really getting to know each other and beginning to get comfortable being uncomfortable, pushing the amount of vulnerability we're prepared to show in front of each other and realize that it's actually safe to get vulnerable uh, or not. And if it's not, then, you know, splits need to happen. The more we can do that, we begin to set the foundations for much, much better decision-making, much more robust conversation. We, we begin to set the stage for a safe space where people are, are comfortable and happy to raise difficult issues often and early so that we can address them before they fester too much and become unaddressable. And the funny thing about, about Mike's happy bullshit is when I introduced it in the early days, I got quite a lot of resistance to it. It was kind of like, oh God, what is this stuff? Like, you know, eye rolling. And to be honest, I didn't even know if it was going to work. But I've got amazing business partners. And over the years, we kind of lent into it. And an amazing thing happened. It went from this kind of eye rolly, like, okay, let's just get through this nonsense so we can actually get into the work to becoming like the most commonly requested thing that people want out of the weekend. I would always send out. And one of the things in the pre-work would be, what are the top three things you would want from this weekend to make it feel like it's a success? And, you know, pretty often as we went on, one of the things was like some more of Mike's hippie bullshit because we all began to really look forward to the part where we really got into the difficult stuff about each other, the part where we got to know each other and challenge each other a little bit more, the part where we kind of really went into the things that rub us up the wrong way about each other and the things that we deeply appreciate about each other and the things that we admire about each other and the things that just the, the, the real stuff. And it became kind of like a fundamental part and a, f a fundamental part of the DNA of, of our leadership team. And, you know, I've, I've got to be clear about this, like, especially one of my business partners, we, we absolutely hated each other for the first few years of, of, of Nona. I mean, it's, it's not a secret and, and it was incredibly difficult and we had to work very, very hard to, to build a relationship. And I mean, I'm quite happy to say that now this particular, this particular dude is, is one of the people that I trust and, and admire and want to work with more than just about anybody else on the planet. And it came through this work that we did with each other, that we were able to lean into this, you know, Mike's happy bullshit. And maybe just to make it a bit more colorful, I'll, I'll give you an example of like some of the things that I'm talking about. And, and there's endless amounts of things, but I'll just sort of try and paint a picture. So we would ask questions like the ones that I've told you. Another thing we might do is we might say, you know, what is something that you admire or could learn from everybody on this leadership team? And you go around and then you ask a second question, which might be something like, what do you think they admire about you or they could learn from you? And that's obviously a lot more difficult because it's quite, it's quite confronting sitting with your, your team of leaders and, and openly saying, well, you know, this is the thing that I think they could learn from me. It, it's, it's confronting and it's a vulnerable process. And 
A lot of people actually really struggle to do this. But if you can begin to do that and then reflect back on it, you can learn an enormous amount from people. And you might suddenly feel like, Jesus, this person has said they really respect this about me. I thought they really thought I was useless at this. And you're creating these platforms that otherwise just wouldn't exist. Like these are not conversations that just happen on the fly. We need deliberate containers to be built for these conversations to be happy happen. They don't just happen on the fly. And when we build these containers, it's my experience that we build much more cohesive leadership teams. We build much more robust discussion and the ability to make better decisions. And we build teams that, you know, quote unquote, want to go to war together. You know, the, the, the teams that are, that are deeply loyal to each other. Another exercise that, that, that worked for us, and I mean, there's, there's just countless exercises, is kind of going through the, the, the brutal truths exercise of each other. Like, what are the brutal truths around the relationships in this room? And how might we address the brutal truths? And where do they stem from? I think what's important to note here is that you don't want to be going into very deep and hardcore discussions quickly. You've got to gauge the rate at which you get into the intensity. But it's a really good example to start, to start with these things and you start light, you start high level, you don't go straight into like deepest, darkest secrets and, and personal wounds. But the point is that you start and you build these containers and you show an intention to work together to understand each other as a unit much, much better. And this has just sort of stood us in really good stead. And the more I see businesses practice this, the more that they're open to this, the more they're prepared to go there the more functional I see these businesses and the better decisions they make. I think one thing I will add here, which is which is like a reality check, is that I've worked with a few businesses over the years on, on this kind of stuff. And, and, and the truth is that once you go down this route of really digging into business operating systems and leadership teams and dynamics and things, there is a high chance that somebody very important on the leadership team, one of the leaders, is not there at the end of these processes or once you get into these processes because this work does expose the real kinks. It does expose the real cracks. It does expose the problems, the, the toxicities. That's kind of the point. So just a sort of disclaimer, I guess, is that if you are going to embark on this, which I highly, you know, for, for me, it's been an amazingly powerful experience. But if you are going to embark on these kinds of exercises, A, they're slow and you want to wind them up slowly. But if you do, there is a fairly good chance that somebody on the leadership team will leave or that there will be a split because the point of this work is to open the stuff up in an honest and respectful way, but but it does open the stuff up. That's what it does. So yeah, just, just to round off on this, I guess, who knows what the, what the one most effective thing is? I don't know. But if you get into a sort of a meeting cadence that on your quarterly offsites, you're using the first 10, 20 minutes of each day to create and build these containers in a way to build trust, to build vulnerability, to build openness, to get to know each other better, but like truly get to know each other better. The chances of a higher quality day that follows that, I believe, increases significantly. And the chances of building a group of people that trust each other and can, can actually confront each other without fear and with a huge amount of respect increases considerably. And in my experience, I think this was one of the fundamental reasons that our leadership team became, wasn't always, but became such a highly functional, deeply trusting team, is that we were all prepared to lean into this work, no matter how uncomfortable it was. So hopefully there was something of value in there for you. And uh, as always, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, and easiest way to get hold of me is on LinkedIn. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. 
please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.